You're about to listen to the first experimental season of our show, formerly called Not One Presents the Podcast. For better audio quality and our current ongoing D&D campaign, skip ahead to season two featuring the Daft Monks. On this episode of Nat One Presents. Yes. Does she make the same mistake over and over again? Yeah. Well, guess what? So do I. Like, right. do you ever like do something you're like, I knew I shouldn't have done it and I did it and I regret it. Absolutely not. I am perfect in every way. <laughs> well, that makes one of us, <laughs> Nate. Adventure. Heartwarming stories. Role playing that could only be seen by the gods. Here at Nat One Presents, you get all that and more. Now join us as we start another epic tale of con. Just kidding. This is Nat One Presents, a tabletop role playing game podcast that takes your favorite nerdy games and pop culture icons and ruins them with improv. Hello, friends, and welcome to Nat One Presents the podcast. Yeah, welcome back. We took a holiday break. Thanks for, for waiting for us, but we got a lot of good content for you today. We'll be recording a few episodes, and, and we're super excited. Um, so, Christmas just passed. We, we survived the holidays. How, how was your holiday, Nate? Um, it was very uneventful, and I don't know if it's just this year or something, but like Christmas didn't feel like Christmas, you know? <laughs> I totally get it. Um, so, so my Christmas miracle, I, one of them did happen. I was also not feeling very spirited. And then um, basically my enlistment bonus hit my checking account Ooh. on Christmas. So suddenly I was very spirited, Nate. Very. Yeah, people did. who I didn't yeah. buy gifts for suddenly got gifts. <laughs> and a little late, but they got them. So, but yeah, it's it's been a tough year, I think, for everybody. That was general. Like when I talked to my friends and family, everybody was just kind of like, Ugh, like, right. it just doesn't feel, you know, like all those Christmas, Christmas movies tell us it's not about the gifts. And, but it is about maybe like spending time with your family. And since we didn't get to do that, like it sucked. Right. It was pretty shit. Total bummer. And I think it doesn't help too that we live in the desert. So it's still 70 something degrees outside right now. Yeah. And that's not very Christmassy. Yeah. That never changes. So we usually just deal with that. But now it's like, you don't see people. We live in the desert. Like there's no Santa. Like it sucks. Right. There's really no difference between Christmas and some other Friday (laughs) at this point. So I'm going to move on to New Year's because I'm really hoping next year is going to be a lot better. I think that's uh, probably collectively what everybody's hoping. Um, I think so, too. I think this is uh, this next year coming up is going to be the year for Nat One Presents. Yeah, this is going to be our year. What uh, what kind of goals do you have for for either Nat One or yourself? Uh, Mostly nothing for myself. I just want to survive and continue to do my day to day job, which Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. provides me funds. So I can do now one, you know, (laughs) and uh, to keep my family alive, I guess. So I appreciate that job for that. But really, I just want to focus on now one because I feel like we're going places. We're going places. Yes, we sure are, Uh, which is a really great transition. Uh, We'd like to shout out to some of our new patrons. Ooh, okay. Um, You want to go first? Yeah. uh, This one is a shout out to our new patron, Austin. Austin, thank you for being a patron. (laughs) Uh, and then the next one, I want to do two because uh, Nate's a little afraid to pronounce some of my friends. So uh, <laughs> uh, special thanks to Chris and Nalai. You guys are awesome, and we really appreciate your support. Um, we'll tell you more about the end of the show, but of course, if you want to watch our episodes, our video content, or download our character sheets, or all the extra content that we have, just check out our Patreon at natonepresents.com actually patreon.com slash natonepresents or you can go to natonepresents.com and we have links to everything there that you might need our social media other podcast channels check it out yes i agree if you just want to see pictures of our handsome faces you know go check that stuff out nate? if you want to see me struggle and look at the word and the lie for five minutes and be like nate i'm not going to read that on the thing and then you can watch that too it's a great time it's great. We have a whole clip of him just really struggling to pronounce my friends' names. Uh, so yeah, it, it's good, good, good times, good times. So today's segment we have is called I Call Shenanigans, Nate. Uh, it's a new one. It's a new one. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, you want to know why I'm excited about it, Nate? Why are you excited? Because it's literally just going to be us ranting and getting worked up about stuff. I'm pretty good at and that. And just calling shenanigans. Uh, you know, for, for users who aren't familiar with the phrase, uh, when you call shenanigans, you're basically saying bullshit. Right. That's what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. So today we're going to call bullshit on some topics that we think aren't fair. They're not fair or something not getting enough love or something getting too much love. Or know? it just doesn't make sense. Like, why have this? And it doesn't even make sense. It's, it's a really great topic because for those of you that don't know Nate, um, over, over the episodes, you've probably gotten the feeling that he, he puts his heart and soul into everything. Mm-hmm. But he also 
gets real bananas about stuff. Like he has opinions, strong opinions about things that most people don't have opinions about. And I'm really excited today. I'm going to just prod that. I'm going to harness it and I'm going to channel it into hopefully good content. Um, well, they're not really opinions, Nate. They're, they're kind of facts at this point. <laughs> it's not even up for debate. Like This stuff doesn't make sense. And I'm here to shine a light on a lot of that stuff. Mm, you're going to shine something. Let's, let's do it. All right, let's go. Um, what do we have up first, Nate? Um, the first talking point we would have is what was the point of Jar Jar Binks? Do you have anything to say in defense of Jar Jar Binks? Because I don't because he was a waste of time. So I literally watched the episode, not even like in preparation for this show, but like three nights ago, I was up late and I was like, I'm going to watch Phantom Menace. Like, I don't even know what occurred, but I felt it. And so I got to, yeah, you know, it was kind of a, I haven't watched probably in a couple of years, the, that, that, that particular movie from the sequel or the prequel trilogy. And yeah, so Jar Jar Binks, you get this, like they they were going, you could tell in this movie, they were going for diversity. This mm-hmm. is their first shot. Like, so Disney did its own kind of like, hey, we want to have more diversity. But <laughs> the the sequel series also, I saw a lot of attempts of, of them doing it too. You know, you have like the captain, you have Jar Jar Binks, but is it done well? I don't think so. Right. You know, Jar Jar Binks, I'm getting some like weird Jamaican vibe, yeah, yeah. but he's also an idiot, which doesn't make the case well, right. um, you know, but you ask me, what is his purpose? I mean, he does have a plot device. Like he is meant, he is this like... He keeps connecting them to the Gungans who are needed to win the Battle of Naboo. They're needed to help the Jedi escape the droids in the beginning and yep. find Naboo. Um, and then, and, and then he's continually, he has a really pivotal part in the next movie where he gets everybody to, to, to give Palpatine literally all the power of the which Empire. Which doesn't make any sense. Like he's just from a, a tribe on Naboo, which is a small planet anyways. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get a seat. In the Senate, like, even if it's not a real position of power, like, you're still dressing up nice and you're going there every day. Like, nobody does that. It doesn't make any sense. Like, hey, you, random Misa guy, you're not going to come with me and partake in my political ventures, you know? Like, it doesn't make sense. The Gungans as a whole aren't developed well. So, really, I think who's to blame is Boss Nass. Because, so, that character multiple times, right? So, in the beginning, he's like... We don't get along with the Naboo. They think they're better. Yeah. They think they better than us. And then the whole plot just turns around when they're like, "No, we we don't think we're better than you." Also, conveniently, they say that as they need their army, right? And they're like, "You like us?" And then that's it. And then that's it. He's like, "Okay, let's do this." And then, yeah. but then also, like after that, he's like, "He uh, what was it from Jar Jar?" He's like. You, you a general now. I'm so happy. Like, he's just yeah, happy just, with him and makes him a general. Like, that's not why, like, you need military experience. Right. You know, you cannot just go ahead and make someone a general. He's, Especially as clumsy. Like, he banished Jar Jar because he's clumsy. Right. He's that's the why in the beginning of the idiot. movie. Yeah. Like, nobody takes the village idiot and like, hey, you, you want to lead this army because things worked out in your favor for once in your entire life? And then after that, they're like, hey, great job, I guess. Now be a senator. Like... Also, how many generals do you know that become senators? It's like not like right. they're not like the same skill sets, right? Like blowing stuff up and winning battles and then like being democratic right. and compromising with other politicians. Not things I'd expect the same person. You know, we'll see sometimes the secretary of defense, right? Maybe that makes right? sense. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, that's just not even fair for a regular person, let alone a, like an, an imbecile. Right. You know, and he doesn't fit the bill for any of those. For either of those categories, he does not fit the bill. Like... It just doesn't make, it drives me crazy. Like he was just some character George Lucas made and was like, you know what? We're going to throw this guy into every scene I can possibly fit him in. You know, he, like he Anakin's going to the bathroom at one point and Jar Jar's like, hey, I'm in the background. <laughs> like yeah. just throw him in there. Yeah. Well, like the pod racer scene, he gets his tongue stuck. Like literally, you're not kidding. Like he really is the amount of airtime they give him. Like, okay, he's a, he's a convenient plot device. But then like he actually <laughs> keeps like, over and over again being in the scenes i'm like you that was really not necessary right. like you probably could have very easily moved the plot along without it you know right like, like the, the five minute scene where he steps on that droid and the droid gets stuck on his foot and now he's moving his foot and the blaster shooting all the other that was a complete waste of time it was not funny okay i might have chuckled the first time <laughs> i saw it but after that it's not funny it's this lot all right Let's transition this because we're getting heated. Okay. Sorry. And uh, we got to make sure this is entertaining for the guests, Nate. Okay, you know, this sorry. has to be good for them. I'm sorry. Um, you, you got me going, though. If too, you hate so. Jar Jar, yeah. let us know. Comment. But something. I'm just going to end it with, do you think Jar Jar is a Sith Lord? Because there are some theories out on Reddit 
that he actually was manipulating the Senate and working for Palpatine the whole time. I've read those theories, and they are the only thing that makes sense about this whole thing. Like, if he is this big of an idiot, he has to be a master manipulator in order to get this state of right? power to become a general of the Gungan army. It's the only thing that is, could possibly make sense. Is it sad that I'm more likely to believe that? than to believe that he just is so clumsy but also like lucky to make like a bunch of stuff turn around no because that's the only thing that makes sense the only thing that makes sense yes all right so jar jar probably sit Um, definitely write it down so you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) Um, guaranteed so next part i want to talk about and we're going to just stay on star wars just for a little bit longer people who like the sequel trilogy better than the prequel trilogy now here's where here's my thoughts a lot of people, right, when Phantom Menace and all that stuff came out, they're like, wow, this is crap. And we basically, you know, at, here we are, decades later, decade later, we have the, the sequel trilogy, and we felt the same way. So our generation, I think, feels about the sequel trilogy as, like, the original generation felt about the prequels. Right. So maybe it's just, like, it's hard to hit the same audience again, like, 10 years later with the same series. Maybe that's part of it. But here's my here's my, my honest-to-goodness take on it, Nate. Um, the sequel trilogy is garbage and mm-hmm. trash. You know, you just talked about how, like, what's the point of Jar Jar? But you know what? Like, there is just kind of a point. It's stupid, and he's like, it's a, it's very luck based in his character, and they just make him really dumb. But in the sequel series, there is a lot of what was the point of this, and there legit was no point to it, right. or like it was even more transparent that it was just like like the whole the thing that gets me in the last movie is that somebody made a dagger that is a map of ruins mm-hmm. like literally makes no sense to me like right. why would you why would you do that why would you leave something in the death star but make a dagger map of it? like who's doing that who's making the dagger maps right why does it have to be on a dagger like, <laughs> like that's something like from a bad D campaign and they're like you know what so this bad. worked great so in my D campaign and do you know how precise your angle would have to be to look at like a protractor knife that points to the room in the ruins of the death star that right. is the, the thing and then let's also just talk about the compass to the sith planet like there's just a gps like that this is so anyway going back trying to stay focused here mm-hmm. you know yeah. there's a lot i don't like about the prequel series right like anakin cringy also anakin as an adult cringy right. like yes. a lot of it jar jar cringy but like the plot makes sense if you watch mm-hmm. that movie for the most part like they tell a story yes is it space politics did i learn a lot about the galactic senate is all of phantom menace basically power team be like and this is where the bureaucrats do it. like he does that like seven times or he's like and now they're gonna vote on like healthcare right. like and it's just like wow like okay like we get it about like, you're trying to take over we get it but like literally stop talking about like how voting works um but you know it, it made sense to me that that um, and i personally the third one revenge of the sith i'm a big fan of i do oh, like yeah. revenge of the sith i thought that was a that was a good ending right? you know yeah. like uh so what are your thoughts Nate? like prequel series versus uh sequel series i like it all and it's, it's hard to say but like it's tough I'm more upset about the fact that the originals I can't find without all the added CGI shit. Ooh, like, I'm yeah. pretty upset about that. Yeah, and <laughs> like, like, that was like George Lucas being like, it would, it would be really good if I went back and like added this giraffe right. monster like right or before that a scene part starts. in the fucking cantina where like all of a sudden there's a big singing number and the guy's like, and then that chick's like, Rrr! I, I remember watching it and Megan's like, what's going on? And I'm like, honestly, I have no fucking idea. I never remember seeing this ever. Like, what is this? Yeah. If, if uh, viewers, if you haven't like gone back and watched the, like, I mean, it's, it's impossible really to find the movies without, right. because unless you have like VHS, because even shortly after VHS is even in when I remember my dad had VHS sets and was complaining about the same thing almost like 20 years ago. Right. So like pretty quickly they started like adding effects and they just kept doing it more and right. more. So good luck finding the originals. But if you haven't watched it since you saw the originals like un, 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 unaltered, watch it just to like have a really strong reaction. It's out of control. It's, it is. And it's just random. It's nothing important. Right. They added. Like it's, a desert it, monster just yeah. standing in the background yeah. for no reason. Like, why did you in, feel yeah. the need to add that? In like way enhanced CGI yeah. versus the rest of the movie. You know, it's like, it's like when you watch like a, like a real time, like a, a movie that's in like real time and then they have like cartoon animations over it. Yes. Like that's like literally yeah. the stark difference. It sticks out in so production. Bad. It's so weird. It's so odd. Um, so so you just like all of it you don't are you telling me you don't think the sequel series is worse than the prequel series if you had to pick the first three movies the original or, or the 
in the timeline, those three movies, episode one, two, and three versus... Yeah, it'd be the prequels I like better. Like, All even right. with Jar Jar and everything, the at least the setup for Anakin. Like, he's a whiny bitch, but so is Luke. So apparently that's something in their DNA. Yeah. You know? And, and that's going to lead us well into the next, <laughs> my next rant, because people tend to be upset when people maybe have qualities that are, are human, which is not being likable mm-hmm. is one of them, you know, like everybody's like, and it like Darth Vader was supposed to be this badass and he's just a whiny bitch. Like, yeah. Like, have you met like usually some of the like really tough guys you meet in life were just little bitches that like, you know, like right. that's part of the transformation process, you know, like that all that angst, like, resulted in something like pretty terrible or bad decisions that led him down a path and so i get annoyed when people are like anakin was a little bitch yes like well of course little anakin was a fucking annoying child like he was a child right and then like they're like the child actor sucked because he was a child like you know like and that's also probably true of like how this kid would act it gets me you know this was supposed to get you worked up but i'm just feeling way more worked up myself i I think i messed that up i can see it i can see so i don't know i just i don't think it's fair when we get mad for people like making you know just having qualities that like suck and that's going to bring me to the next one all right so i'm just taking over this show no, yeah you take so away. legend of Korra. all right i loved it i loved it yes is it perfect did i know my cat was in here no but <laughs> here's the thing listen all right avatar the last airbender it's amazing like right i can't argue that it's amazing and when you were a child and if you watched avatar the last airbender you're gonna know like it just covers such mature topics so well it's like, it's just, you know, it's an adventure you want to get behind, especially as a kid. It's it's like magical, it's adventure, it's fantasy. And then there's just these really epic stories being told, and it's great. That being said, Legend of Korra is something different. It's the same, it's the same universe, but they wanted to tell different stories. They are tackling a different age group, which are teenagers who have, you know, more issues, yeah. honestly, you know. And then to me, it's a little bit more realistic. You know, one thing that will always stand out to me is that in Avatar The Last Airbender, for a child dealing with genocide, he's handling it pretty fucking well, Nate. Oh, yeah. He's handling it pretty great. But but so so like of course Cora looks like a dumb bitch by comparison when she like has relationship problems right. or PTSD. Like you're like, wow, that's really lame. But it's like, well, yeah, because in Avatar, Aang is basically perfect. Right. Like he like the worst episodes is when he fights with Katara and like feels bad about it, you know? Like <laughs> you know? So oh, yeah. like it's not fair. It's not like why do people hate Legend of Korra? Why do you think? Because it's it's strong. It's it's. I mean, right. viewers right now are probably like, "I'm not listening to the show anymore." Korra's garbage. I honestly have no idea because you actually got me into the Korra show. Like, hey, just check it out. So You're I welcome. watched it and I loved it. I liked it better than the other Avatar because number one, it's set in like a steampunk kind of world, right? Fucking right off the bat, like, okay, you got me. I'm in. There's some really cool characters in oh, it. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? Merrick. Yes, like yep, yep, yep. I mean, there are some. There's just some phenomenal stuff. Like it's just a different. It's a different story, and there's some really great stuff. There's also some more characters that annoy us, but like you know, Avatar: Last Airbender. It's just one half of it, you know. And to me, there's so many. Like the ending of Avatar: Last Airbender to me was a huge disappointment, even oh, as yeah. a child, especially as an adult. But even as a child, I remember being like, "Oh, that fight was kind of lame." Right? Like that's it. And you then, just took away his powers. Yeah. Like and like, dude, literally, really, just like one or two episodes before, a fucking lion turtle, Dusex Machina, comes and gives the answer. That they really they mention lion turtles like once or twice. I've rewatched the show a couple times, and it like maybe comes up briefly that like a lion turtle exists, but that's it. Right. You know, they don't like really lead up to it. It's Except in that, like, Aang has to find his own way, his right. own solution, right? They, they kind of, that's, that is what they're building up to. But the fact that just the episode before, here's the answer to all your yeah. problems, your, your, your life crisis, that kills me every time. And so, you know. Too convenient. Too convenient. So people give Korra crap about that all the time. The first season, yeah, it's a little bit of the same where Aang reappears and like gives back the bending. Okay, fine. But like, you know. Avatar Last Airbender invented that game, right? Yep. And then it's also, Nate, it's also so easy to just episode by episode just go back to the status quo and reset, which is what basically very few episodes in Avatar Last Airbender go. Some of them are two or three parters, but almost never. That's usually not the case. So there's one episode, they tackle an issue. If they had a fight, episode three, episode four, they're they're fucking like it never happened. It's like a a sitcom more than anything. Exactly. You can do whatever you want in a sitcom and have no repercussions for the next episode. Exactly. So of course there are like choices and challenges. And then, you know, also people have to understand politics. Like I'm so glad we 
got to see more of Avatar, you, but it came at a cost. You know, the first, I don't know if you know this, Nate, but the first two seasons of Legend of Korra did air on Nickelodeon, I think online or, or it was just on their TV show. And then the second two seasons, they literally just were like, okay, you can like, it's not going to be on Nickelodeon. And that's why they started to do a little bit like the, the last two seasons are better and they kind of cover more mature content Ooh, yeah, got because more they, adulty yeah, there, because there. they got the freedom basically from like Nickelodeon to do that. So I did not know that. that's how stuff works. And that's, that's why the first two seasons and then also the first season probably had to prove itself again. And so it probably had a more limited budget than the rest. So that's right. probably why we got like cut off towards the end. Whereas three seasons in the Avatar Last Airbender, they should have been able to like, that's a super short season too. Oh, yeah. The third book is only a few episodes. Right. So I just think, you know, throw him a bone. Throw throw Cora a bone. If you haven't watched Cora, give it a chance. But Please give it a chance. Yes. Does she make the same mistake over and over again? Yeah. Well, guess what? So do I. Like, right. Nate, do you ever like do something you're like, I knew I shouldn't have done it and I did it and I regret it? Absolutely not. I am perfect in every way. <laughs> well, that makes one of us, <laughs> Nate. So for the rest of our viewers who I hope relate a little bit more to just being just unapologetically <laughs> imperfect like that's the case like everybody's like i can't believe she like keeps doing the same dumb shit i'm like i do it all the time yeah, i can totally believe it. it it's called hubris it's called yeah. pride it's wanting to do the good thing or wanting to do something but not you know accepting that it like just doesn't work out the way you want to like that shit happens all the time right. so and be like the part like where they're upset about her being whiny after being killed like yeah if i was almost killed by somebody like i kind of wouldn't want to do that thing ever again yeah, like absolutely. I was almost killed. Like I, I value my life. You know? It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the next one because I need to calm down a little bit. I all got right. you, you. I thought I was heating you up, but man, no, I'm, I'm fired up. up. I'm fired up, man. Yep. All right. So here we go. So the next uh, talking point we have is I know you're gonna if you've seen Avengers, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't mean to be that guy or anything, but I mean I watched it with my wife. Okay, and this scene completely killed the mood of the whole movie for me. And I think you know what I'm talking about. It's the part where everybody's fighting Thanos at the end. And then all of a sudden, the women get together. And they're battling, which is fine. But then they do all do a pose together. Like, was this really necessary? Like, it completely... The pose itself completely took me out of the movie. And I'm pretty sure I got up and like, eh, I'm gonna go make a sandwich or something. <laughs> yeah, at this point, like, I'm over it. Right. All right. Listen, all about women empowerment here. But like, you Love have to... Do, like. <laughs> love the ladies one of us does um but listen you like the guys wouldn't stand there and pose like why would the girl like and this is this was a very high stakes battle you know right. obviously they set the whole it's called end game is the name of the movie like so why why are we doing stuff like that like you know like let's just show a perfect example mandalorian recently um had their like finale had a lot of women right a lot of women in it yep and they don't have to stand there and pose pose. there's one scene where they're all walking down the hallway together but that's just like what people would do when walking in a hallway it's not overly um glamorous yeah exactly and so like do it and do it well because we want female empowerment more than anything but we want it authentic and when you just cram like when you get the pretty superheroes wearing tight clothing posing in the middle of like a high stakes this is the end of the world battle it's it it, it breaks it's too much yeah it breaks the nobody version. would stop doing what they're doing like when scarlet witch is going in attacking him boom 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 attacking him you like and then everybody teams in they're attacking him you don't take the five seconds to like put your hands on your hips and look at the sunset right now you know like you're still gonna be punching this guy like why stop punching him continue punching him like kill him it doesn't make sense. Finish him. Exactly. <laughs> Do it. You're not going to be like, boom, boom. And then, hold on. How's my hair? Yeah. Oh, look at that over there, everybody. And everybody looks in the same direction and it's, like puff up their chest. And it's shit. a discredit to the heroes, right. you know, because they're, they're just as badass as the other heroes. But like, that's, that's not a thing. It completely you know? kills the character. Absolutely. You know? it, it totally does. Um, I was, you know, I was going to say something else. Also, we are supposed to be saying our key phrase, which is "I call shenanigans." Oh yeah, sorry. So I'll go ahead and make make sure to work. <laughs> We're that so worked again. up about I call so, shenanigans. So worked up. I call shenanigans. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There is, you know, I'll, I'll just jump into the next one. So <laughs> thank God, it's, it's a lot of the same, and that's I just watched Wonder Woman 1984. How was it? In my opinion, Nate hot garbage and now listen so here's the thing i'm gonna try not to overly spoil it because it is pretty i haven't seen it it came out on christmas on on hbo max so but i was so excited so the first uh you you know about like dcu movies like they're not great they're not great especially compared to marvel they're not great (laughs) but wonder the first wonder woman of this recent universe was held to be like one of the better 
if not one of the best movies in the current DC universe movie, like, you know, cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a good one. In my opinion, I don't know if you feel that way, but I, I actually like the first Wonder Woman. Um, and it is generally hailed as like a, a really good one. So little did I expect the second movie to be total garbage. Um, I'm going to give you the premise of the movie, okay, okay. but I won't, I won't spoil it. But the premise of the movie is that she works in a museum, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, that's kind of what she does make sense because she's a relic herself. Yes. So yes. she can identify relics. And they basically find um, a wishing stone. Ooh, okay. And they don't know it's a wishing stone at first. And they make a joke. They're like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I get a coffee and someone gets a coffee? And then so, of course, Diana, um, and this is where it starts, like all the issues, I think, with the movie, is she just kind of, she's still not over the guy. Did you see the first uh uh, I saw it one time, but it was a while ago. I know I had the guy from Star Trek. Yeah, like, all right. Chris Pine, yeah, yeah Chris Pine. She's yeah. in love with Chris Pine's character in that movie. And she basically, this is now, it's like 1984, World War II. When was World War II? And what was the day of that? 19. We're talking like 50 year difference, right? Yeah, yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. that. So 50 years later, Wonder Woman is still hung up on this guy enough that she wishes for him on a stone. And then that whole movie, it's like 1980s nostalgia and wishing, and and so it gets out of control. But like a lot of the problems, like I'm not saying like reasons I don't like the movie, but a lot of the conflict in the movie and the drama around the movie is that she doesn't want to like give up her wish of of Chris Pine. Like Chris Pine's, they they bring him back with the wishing stone, and she's in love with him, and she almost starts losing her powers because to give the wish you have to you know lose something. Oh, okay. And she, for a while, for most of the movie, she won't give up. She she wants to keep him so bad. She's giving up her powers, even though shit's going crazy, shit's going down, and to me. That was just total garbage. Like, so, like, and that's just, we wouldn't do that with a male hero, but we would do that with a female hero, right? right? She's just so in love. 50 years later, by the way, like, yo, she, like, an Amazon princess who's, like, a god in her own right, right. super powerful, is still hung up on a guy. Yeah, it doesn't make and, sense. And, and, hey, listen, I'm all about love. I just told you, too, like, right, like, Cora is a real character, and that's why I like her. You know, we should be able to say, yeah, when a woman's a person, too, and she has feelings as well, but... The fact that she would risk and everything in the show gets so bad, like it just escalates really quickly. We're talking like it kind of goes into like the Cold War and like missile Ooh, yeah, crisis yeah, yeah. type stuff. And like it gets that escalated basically because Wonder Woman isn't ready yet to like give her a boyfriend. And I'm like, that's such garbage. Like, I'm right. sorry, but she like is a bad like if you're going to do a badass female superhero, right. then do it well. Don't make it tied to her being in love or being it doesn't need to be yeah it could be so many other things it didn't so i mean it was just a weak premise even taking like sexism or you know maybe some of the maybe just outdated um just strategies there out of the picture it just is like a a a movie based on the wishing stone right not great not you know and i get we're going for 1980s nostalgia nostalgia how was that by the way because i am a big fan of the 80s um for me Everybody was like, "Oh wow, it was so cool." They kept like referencing all this 1980s stuff. For me, I don't know. Like, it, it was it wasn't the kind of 80s stuff I think of. Oh, you know, okay. it was more of the like cheesy like jazzer size aerobics and uh, like stuff like that. Like that was more like, of it. Trans and cocaine um, and mullets and Budweiser. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> See, I'd even be more down. I would have been more down for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Kirsten Weir's uh, Kirsten Wig, I think it's her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she plays. I forgot whoever the cheetah girl is. That like is is her enemy. You don't even remember. Is it Chitara? No, that's Thundercats. No, that's Thundercats. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Uh, she plays a villain, and it's just not good. And her premise is to like I don't know that character's original backstory. I should go look it up. But I'm guessing it's not wanting to be a badass from she's like a nerd who Ooh, okay. uses the wishing stone to become a badass and like again that like it's just a weak premise you so know kind of like a poison ivy how she was like a botanist and like some stuff fell on her it's like the same thing dude oh, it's like okay. the same and for me in 2020 i'm just expecting like better storytelling right. and i don't know maybe that is the comic stuff and if that's the case then dc is trash because right. that's some garbage because marvel but, you get such a deep story out of the whole marvel universe like the last spider-man the like i almost cried like when it was like Tony Stark poster on the wall, and yep. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, I miss him too. You know, it's a fictional guy, and I miss him. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, it's just not the case with DC, and they didn't, they really, and but what kills me though, it performs so well um, as, on the streaming service. They've already greenlit the third one, which I do. I like. I don't think Wonder Woman is ruined. I want them to make a better movie and get it back right. on track as one of the better DCU movies. So I, I think. Whatever. Hopefully it gets better. But did that movie like it's it's the equivalent of breaking box offices now, but for streaming services. But did it deserve it? I don't think so. 
Um, I think we were all just bored right. at home. We had HBO now or go or whatever, or max is now what it's called. Yeah. And it was Christmas. So we're like, whatever, let's watch it. But I don't think it was a good movie. I well, think I'm going to go home and give it at least 20 minutes of my time. And if I get up and make a sandwich, it's over. I, I hope you live stream or you, you send me texts. Go ahead and post to social media how terrible it is. I don't care. Yeah. Okay. I don't care. Nate. Just, I'll give you play by plays. All right. I hope so. If I Ooh. stop messaging, it'll be because I fell asleep at one point. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, man. I think you'll be more angry than asleep. Oh, okay. All right. So, the next topic is yours. And okay. I have to be honest. Um, well, go ahead and, and uh, I'll talk about it. Okay. I had to look it up. Hold on. I got stretched for this. Okay. Now, the scene in Goonies. Everybody out there has watched the Goonies, right? Now, remember when Bran is... He has the little girl's bicycle, right? And then, like, what's his name shows up in the Mustang, and he's all super cool. And he's like, well, I'll give you Rad, and puts his hand on his hand and holds him somehow securely to his Mustang <laughs> and guns it. And then this little bu- tricycle, and it's got training wheels on it, all of a sudden is going like 60 miles an hour right now, 60, 80 miles an hour. The training wheels fly off, and he's like, oh, my God, you know? You know that scene, because that's exactly how it happened. Then he flies off the cliff into the woods on a little girl's tricycle, bicycle and it just doesn't make sense you're going 80 miles an hour and you fly off into the woods and you, like you would have been dead it doesn't so I'm, I, I, I'm having i'm at a loss for words right now because you would have died and how is he holding on like just like that <laughs> yeah holding on to yeah. his arm apparently you're just magnetized like he's we, stuck all, to the mustang we've all done that as a kid too right where we try to like grapple somebody while yeah, riding yeah. a bike and then what happens you both fucking fall right. over like you know it wouldn't have, like his his bike would have just like the back would hit the front and he would have yep. just fell immediately yeah. you wouldn't have been able to keep him like perfectly balanced to like at 80 miles an hour right fast realistically he's going. he's going to be like oh my god the front tire wiggles he slides underneath the back tires of the mustang the dunk the dunk and then all of a sudden he killed bran and then now there's going to be a police report and then mikey and the rest of the goonies are probably going to die down there all right few questions so did he not die in the movie is that what no he did not die he, did, okay. he had like a couple scratches on his face and then he shows up somehow miraculously at the the old summer restaurant and they're like oh your face and he's like got one little scratch on his lip like he crashed into the woods flying off of a cliff on a bicycle going i'm assuming 167 miles an hour and like, that's <laughs> at all least, you got at least at I, least i call shenanigans i call shenanigans, I call shenanigans. definitely and she's like oh your lip and he's like i've had worse like you've had worse than being thrown off of a cliff going 60 some miles per hour like no you have not and like that's all you got to show for it <laughs> So a few things. Here's my thoughts on it. First of all, in the beginning, you said, who hasn't seen Goonies? I haven't seen Goonies. You so, son of a bitch, Nate. <laughs> so thankfully, I asked you to text me what you... I want to see if we like our rant topics were on the same page yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I asked you to like send me your topics and you, you put this. And so I actually YouTubed the clip. So I know nothing about what the movie but Goonies the is about. But I saw that clip and was very confused. Um, and then the second part, and I agree that I was like, oh yeah, that kid's dead now. And then yeah. since I hadn't seen the movie... I, I didn't even look it up. I was like, I'm just asking Nate if he died. And so it turns out he didn't die. And that makes no. sense. Okay. So that's, that's part one. Part two is that while I was looking for the YouTube clips, there was a clip that said deleted scene. Um, and it was obviously not real, but I didn't know that. So I watched the deleted scene and then it's like right after that last part where he like goes off the cliff, it just has like someone from a video game animate. Like you have like your hands on the bike and it's just going down a path and it's just like a dirt <laughs> biking thing. And no, it just cried. No, just oh. going down straight to their death. And, but like, I actually, at first was like, Oh, well maybe like maybe Nate's mad. Cause he hasn't seen this deleted scene. And then I watched it and it made no sense. <laughs> so I was woefully unprepared to really have this argument with you. And mm-hmm. so I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, uh, I caution against that doesn't make any sense. Right. After watching the clip with no context, doesn't make sense. And the, the whole thing anyways just doesn't make sense like the fratellis like they could have just showed up and be like oh these kids have the treasure blah 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 with a gun they had guns they could have just shot these little kids and been like oh now the treasure's ours instead it wasn't that easy like there has to be an adventure fucking steven spielberg I gotta be honest, you've kind of sold me on this movie. Like, I don't think that was the intention. Everybody's but, gotta watch it. But I might have to check it out. There's a lot of good, uh, there's a lot of greatness in the movie, but there are a couple scenes where, like, that doesn't make sense. Wait till you get to the other scene where they're in the cave and they're like, oh, we gotta shake the pipes. And then all of a sudden the pipes go up in the building, up and down, up and down, up and down. It doesn't even fucking make sense. That's not how pipes work. They just don't go <laughs> up and down, like, without friction from fucking 50 feet underneath the earth up into this building and then it like back pressure and then it blows the fucking kid off the toilet and shit like it doesn't work like that like it's hilarious and i loved it as a kid but now looking back on it it just pisses me off wow sorry it's a lot to unpack sorry but i agree i agree i call shenanigans i'm gonna go back and watch that and i'm gonna try to channel 
even a tenth of the the reach that you just yeah. you just let you'll out. probably love it like it's a good uh, it's a good family movie i tried getting corbin into it and he's like no nah, that wouldn't happen yeah that sounds like your child yeah um all right how about <laughs> this one's also yours uh you have a bone to pick with horror movies yeah this actually rolls into the whole uh, not shooting the kids so uh in horror movies the heroes who don't use the weapons that they have and then that'll break off into another thing the bad endings but like so the hero like you managed to like wrestle the machete away from jason and shit right and then like he falls down he's unconscious for a little bit and she just stands there or he just stands there like oh my god and then they they run off like what the fuck are you doing like chop this guy's head off he's been trying to kill you for over an hour and a half he's been trying to kill you like and now you have a weapon and you're just gonna run away like fucking stab this guy what was the last one we watched megan if you're listening to this tell me later what the last one we watched is but the guy shows up with a car and then somehow they wrestle and she gets out and then he gets his head hit on a rock and he passes out and she has some kind of weapon, but she decides to get back in the car and instead of getting in the car and just running this motherfucker over and then driving off to freedom, she just, eh, and apparently he's passed out. He should be fine and just gets in the car and just drives away. Like it doesn't, it shouldn't work like that. Doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. I call shenanigans. Like, I call shenanigans a hundred percent. Like, especially if you have a gun and the guy's passed out for, and it looks like he's sleeping. Like, what are you doing anyways? Like, Oh, he's sleeping. I better get out of here. Like, no, he's been trying to kill you all fucking day. Fucking shoot him. I agree. So, all right, here's, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I think that's important, you know? Okay. And so if I, all right, if I had a gun, yeah, just, I'm going to straight up shoot yeah. him because I'm like, it's not hard for me to operate a weapon and make sure he's dead. But you would like, you had jokingly said like, oh, just use the machete and chop off his head. Like, well, what if I like only get it partly into his neck? You know, like to me, could there be some fear that they're not? you know, they're not equipped well enough with the weapon or skilled enough with the weapon to actually like, you know, cause it's scary. The guy has been trying to kill them for an hour. Right, like, unless right. they're sure they're going to be able to kill the person. Right. And like, so like a baseball bat, I don't know, but like a gun. All right, sure. So do you think like maybe fear is supposed to play into that? Like you don't think they just, you know, pan like panic or, or just, no, because like we said, they've been running for an hour now. Like mm-hmm. you're tired. You're exhausted. It's nothing new at this point. Like, yeah. oh my God, how many different ways is this one guy going to try to kill me? Yeah, that's like, true. And obviously he can teleport because I've ran probably six miles and he is at least 200 pounds heavier than me and he walks. I am running through the woods and this motherfucker is walking and somehow he's ahead of me and that doesn't even make sense. So obviously he's got some kind of magical powers and I need to put a stop to this right now. You know, by killing him. And if you feel like you can't kill him, I don't know what to tell you, then you should have just laid down and died in the first place. Like, you want to survive, then you need to like, just kill this guy. I think there is an exception to your... your this, so this, right, this is a common um, thing. Oh, all like the fucking a, a pattern that we see yeah. in movies. But there is an exception. There are the trap layers, right? That's a... Per- mm-hmm. There are people who love to do traps. If you think of, like, first Freddy Krueger at the end, she yep. has bananas just setting up traps. Yep. And, like, basically kills them with, like, Home Alone style. Like, <laughs> I won't even get into that. Right. Or but, uh, uh, Arnold in Predator. Uh, yep. like, the whole ending was, I'm going to set up traps. Yeah. Yeah. So get down. <laughs> so I think that's, like... They're 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 not courageous enough to just shoot him or like stab him in the heart, but they are courageous enough to set up a bunch of shitty traps, right? And so. clear minded enough to like develop, yeah, engineer yeah, yeah. these <laughs> elaborate traps and like have the time to sharpen all fifty six of these punji sticks. You know, like you got plenty of time to do that. <laughs> I call shenanigans. I call shenanigans. And then the the second part of that was um, the endings to about. 99% of the last horror movies. I'm also a big horror movie fan. I watch them whenever I can. I actually have a subscription to Shudder. A lot of people don't have that. Oh, no, I haven't heard that one. Oh, yeah, it's good. I love it. But I also hate the last <laughs> 30 minutes of every movie. It's a great movie. Like, you can tell the writers are really working on it. Give us an example. Um, let me see. What was the last one that I had? Um, facts here, Nate. We need, we need proof. I know. I should have been more prepared. You just uh, generalize on a topic. No, because it's all generalized. <laughs> They're all like that. Like, it's all great. Like, I'm following the story. Like, oh, man, the kid could be the killer, you know? And then, like, they just give up halfway through. They're like, nah, the kid's not the killer. It turns out it's a neighbor down the street. Like, well, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, you haven't even introduced him. He has no backstory to the plot whatsoever. Right. And now you're just going to throw in some guy. They just give up. Like, shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. Like, it was a great story. The whole hour long 
up until you get to the half hour mark because all horror movies are super short nowadays for some it's like reason. there's like a timer like and they're like and 30 minutes give up like yep. everybody just stop they're like, like hey steve a uh, great script but you're fired now bud yeah. uh jim is gonna take over <laughs> from here like, and it's always jim who finishes right. the script it's and he's just always... the fucking coffee guy you know and he's like oh yeah i can wrap this up real quick i'm thinking old guy next door they're like yeah. perfect love it <laughs> hasn't been an old guy in the entire fucking movie yeah he's a fucking killer <laughs> Fucking get him, you know? <laughs> got him. Oh, oh goodness. Yeah, it works me I, up. I, I just believe you because I got to be honest, Nate. Uh, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. I'm uh, I'm a big, I'm uh, a little bit of a scaredy cat. And oh, okay. uh, I like my, I like suspense. I like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but just straight horror and the gore. Mm, it's not my thing. It's oh. not my thing. So and maybe if the 30, last 30 minutes were better though, maybe I would. Yeah, because honestly at this point now you're not missing out on much except for wasting probably an hour, hour and a half of your life getting invested into a show. Because they make it good <laughs> just long enough that you're like, you know what? I'm going to ride this out to the end. And then they shit on you in the end. And they're like, well, what the fuck? Now I just wasted my life watching this fucking movie. I'm not going to get that back. Yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. <sighs> Sorry. All right. All right. Wow. Whew. We... We really, we, we got to calm it down. And I think I have a great way to okay. make sure neither of us get too worked up. Uh, I want to talk about, guys, <laughs> the Oxford comma, all right? Or the serial comma. Do you know what the Oxford comma no, is? No, explain name? it to me. Right? All right, listen. And I'm sure the viewers, this is the time if you want to go get your coffee, if you want to make that sandwich, uh, like that scene in Avengers, uh, <laughs> you can go ahead and do that. So so when you have a list of things, I'm like, so I like strawberry, chocolate, and vanilla. The okay. Oxford comma puts a comma after strawberry, after chocolate, and then the word and, and then your final item. So okay. it's always comma and final item. Okay. Yeah, Whereas yeah. without the Oxford comma, you don't put the comma. So it's like first item, second item, and third item. And there's no right. comma there. Now, here's the thing. Does it matter, Nate? All right, not really. But right. listen, people are crazy. Like the grammar Nazis are crazy about the Oxford comma. And people who don't have an opinion or don't even know much about grammar are like, but you have to do anybody who's anybody does the Oxford comma. No, I don't give a shit. First of all, all right, the AP style guide only uses it for clarification. They do not, they like that whole style guide, which is, you know, generally used for a lot of very credible sources, like, you know, news and whatnot. They don't even deem it necessary because it's pointless. All right. And here, here's what gets me. All right. Here's where I call shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. People use this grammatic example um, where it basically like without the comma, it looks like you invited like, uh, Hitler and a stripper to a party or, and then without the comma, people think the stripper is Hitler. Oh, okay. Okay. But then the, what's annoying is you can literally change that sentence and it works. Like I could be like, I invited my dad, comma, Hitler, comma, and the clown. And with that, with, with the Oxford comma, it sounds like my dad is Hitler. Right. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Nate. I call shenanigans. And so listen, grammar, is it sexy? Is it pop culture? Is it cinematic? No, but listen, if you're out there and you like, Here's my thoughts. If you like the Oxford comma, cool. But just always strive for clarity, all right? Sometime, and it's not the end-all, be-all. You, like, I write press releases. I write I write stuff, yeah. you know, in my spare time. And I'm not less of a writer because I don't use the Oxford comma. I use it when it's needed for clarity, and then I don't when it's not needed because it's excessive and I hate it, okay? Right. And But it doesn't make me less of a writer. So if you're one of the Oxford comma grammar Nazis... Well, fuck you. Well, fuck <laughs> you. All right, listen, just get over it. It doesn't make you better, and people who don't use it might actually use it intentionally and not because they don't know, right. okay? So that's, that's what I got, you know? Was that exciting? No. Did I have to say it? Yeah. I well, side know. note, I always thought the comma was like, it meant and, like already. So when you write comma and, is aren't you just saying and, and? That's like saying I'm going to the ATM machine. So you're going to the automatic telling machine machine. Like, it, stop it. Like, I'm going to the ATM. I'm not going to the ATM. For those of you out there who say I'm going to the ATM machine, fucking stop it. The M at the end already <laughs> right. stands for machine. You're not going right. to the machine machine. We do have in the military, you have something called the cat card, which is your, your common access card. So it's just a cat. If you say cat card, you're saying the common access card card. Right. And you sound like an idiot. It doesn't make sense. So it's just, yeah, stop it. Yeah, you want stop cat. It. Yeah. I, so see, that was that was a really great way to bring it down to yeah. people who don't clearly understand how grammar works at all. Right. Um, you really, <laughs> really made it accessible to them. So awesome. That's, that's a great example. Thank you. I know we're going to, don't worry, the re- everybody, the rest of these topics are back to what we were already talking about. But I just had to sneak that in because that bothers me. You and know? seriously, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> But uh, like us on uh, our Facebook and uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe to our Patreon. It's only a dollar. It's only a dollar. And if you subscribe to our Patreon, you can actually use as many commas as you want. We actually approve it. We approve it. it. (laughs) 
All right, so back to fantasy, uh, where this show should probably always stay mm-hmm. and never <laughs> and never again branch out like I just tried to do. Um, where does the Mandalorian go from here? And if you can, try not to ruin it too much for people who haven't finished season two. But yeah, this, this well, is you should have finished it already. But there, there comes to a point where one of the main characters seems to go off by themselves. So where does that leave us? Like, I got into this show. For this character. You know who I'm talking about. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to ruin it. Mm-hmm. But he's fucking my favorite. <laughs> you know? He's so cute. <laughs> like, where do we... He's not here anymore. Where do we go from here? Like, mm. I was only invested in the show. Because it started out like, oh, yeah, that guy's adorable. But then the show got good. So then now I have to follow it religiously. And But where do we go? Like, yeah, it's still somewhat interesting. But without him, am I really going to, like, still pay for Disney Plus? right that is the real question well you know if you love star wars they just announced like 12 star wars like series like the obi-wan kenobi one obi-wan kenobi which i'm super and it's ewan mcgregor right we say his fucking name which i'm really excited about um so there's gonna be a lot of good stuff uh i i i I agree the first when disney plus first came out i really got it for mandalorian i watched it and then i kept it for six more months never watching it right and we recently canceled it now i just mooch off of my mother who lets me use it uh but anyway i agree for a while like mandalorian was disney plus i think we are getting to a point though where that will be a little bit different soon but the, i guess we digress um did you watch there was a scene at the end of the credits of the last episode of season two of mandalorian did you watch the Ooh. the hidden scene no i don't think i did so it kind of doesn't answer your question but it actually just kind of indicated a, a spin-off series but a lot of people were wondering if that is the direction for which i don't know do we want to do we want to talk about it? do we want to ruin it for our viewers yeah let's ruin it you know what yeah. fuck them fuck them you know? i caution you all right it's so, a dollar <laughs> it's just a dollar so at the end at the end of season two of Mindo, and it's not really a big spoiler um Season two introduces a character from the original Star Wars series that we assume fell in a saw. Okay. All right. We know who that is. Um, If we don't, I won't say it. I guess maybe, but most people should know who that is. If you don't know who fell in a saw pit, well then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're at the wrong show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically at the end of the show, they show him sitting on Jabba the Hutt's like little throne with his new companion and Ooh. there's going to be like a four episode arc called Book Ooh. of. It's Boba Fett. It's Boba yeah, Fett. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Boba Fett. So they're doing Book of Boba Fett, and there was a scene. It's just a scene of him at the end doing that. So Ooh, with the little weasel guy. The weasel guy. Is it the weasel guy? Well, I didn't see the scene. The I should have stayed. Guy. Well, you say he's sitting on the throne with a little friend. Uh oh no no. All right, well, it has a couple of the people who are in like you remember how Jabba the Hutt has like had like a court. Yeah, he had the albino guy. Yeah, with yeah. The yep, the albino. That's that uh, guy's there. That and then guy's he had there. the little weasel-looking thing. That's I was like, Meh. Oh, okay. I don't remember if the weasels so. there, oh, okay. but or not. But I, I don't. But there's a bunch of those characters. And by by his friend, I I guess it was condescending. That I said little friend. By his friend, I meant the assassin who like works for him now. Oh, okay. He's okay. Like, which I have questioned. You know, let me just go ahead. That wasn't even on the list. Yeah, but, let's fucking add it. So she he she is in his servitude because. Boba Fett rescues her in the yes. desert and yep. then kind of puts some like mechanical stuff in her stomach. In her guts. But like for somebody who is this like badass assassin who's now just this subservient, like very like, I'm gonna do whatever Boba does. She I guess she's very grateful, you know, oh, yeah, which yeah. I feel like by now she's already helped Boba Fett do a bunch of shit. Right. That was very dangerous. Right. And so probably, right, wouldn't that life debt be fine? Like, I'm kind of annoyed. To me, it's just another like kind of subservient female character, and that actress, um, man, you know, I don't remember her name. That I'm so sorry, but she is a badass. Like Ooh, yeah. that 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 female Asian specifically has all of like the best roles in a bunch of movies, um, and then in series, she's in um, what's that Marvel Agents of Shield? Yeah, yeah. she's a badass agent in that. Um, they're crazy rich Asian. She's like the the bitchy mom and she's like a terror and it's awesome like all of her roles are, are really good and so i just like her being a badass also another bad assassin or sharpshooter would be awesome and i just wish she would get a little i hope in hopefully in book of boba they give her a little bit more right. i'm also kind of like i want to know because it's going directly into the next topic that i didn't put on the sheet but okay. where the f- has boba fett been all right Th- this is what gets me so boba fett in the show we're just going with all spoilers all yeah, the way yeah, now yeah. But Boba Fett in season two of The Mandalorian, he basically sees Mando. So Mando finds his armor 
and gets it off of a guy yeah, on, ta- on Tatooine. Yep, the Marshal. The Marshal. The Marshal. Yeah, on Tatooine, where I guess Boba Fett's probably been for decades now at right. this point. He somehow that Marshal got his armor. And we, hopefully, we'll find out one day how that happened. But whatever. And so Boba Fett's like stalking him, and then fucking Mando leaves the planet, and Boba Fett tracks him all the way to this other planet to get his armor back. Yep. And I'm like, the decades you were on Tatooine, you couldn't find the guy on the same fucking planet who had your armor, but you can track fucking Boba off the or Jang or Mang- Mando. I don't know fucking all these guys' yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't understand why he just didn't get his armor back at any other point. Why did he wait right. for another Mandalorian to get his armor and then chase him off the planet? It seems very impractical. Right. I call shenanigans. Because uh, the Marshall story just doesn't add up. Like, yeah, you ran away from the guys and all of a sudden the Jawas and then you gave the Jawas this thing. And then it just so happened they had Boba Fett's armor. Like, that doesn't really add up. No. You know? And, and like, I, so I'm not believing that story one bit. And I really thought they were going to go give us his, like, how did he survive the Sarlacc? We right. want to know. And so hopefully Book of Boba like, covers that. But the end scene looks almost like a future of like what Boba's going to do versus right. what he's been doing. So I don't know. Hopefully, I guess we'll see and we'll find out. Or they um, might just screw us over and chalk it up to like, hey, these things happen. Sometimes you survive the Sarlacc pit. No, you don't know. You don't survive the Sarlacc pit. You know, that doesn't happen. That's not a thing, mate. <laughs> Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I digress. Um, all right. The next one, uh, I'm going to preface this real quick. I didn't know this about Nate until very recently, but Nate is a, a big Potter nerd. Yes. Uh, is there a term for Potter fans? Uh, I've heard like Potter head, but I fucking, I hate that's, that. Yeah. So that's dumb as that. hell. Yeah, don't say that. that. All right. Well, yeah. Big, big Harry Potter. He knows a lot of trivia. He's a fan of the, the like, movies to some yep. extent. Movies, so, books. Yep. Um, so what do you, what do you have to gripe about? I really feel like the Harry Potter's should have been a series. Like we're looking at all these great series nowadays mm-hmm. and you can go into so much detail breaking this stuff down. Like even the the Lemony Snicket. Yeah. Like that was awesome on Netflix. I love that. The series of unfortunate events. And I feel like Harry Potter just didn't get justice. Like there was so much left out in the movies. And there was a lot of movies, but there there was so much left out that I felt yeah. like could have been great if you threw it and just made it a series that was a, like, a I, continuation. I mean, I would love to follow the other schools too. Like right? that shit sounds, I love fucking the fourth movie where those other schools come yep. where you have like the pretty school and then the like, the, the, then the Russian jocks. Like yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Um, I, I would have loved that too. Yeah. I mean, it is funny though when you say a series. Like, why couldn't it have been a series? Eight movies to me is kind of a series, but I want more than that. So, like every movie, I want that to be one season, <laughs> at least. Right? I just yeah. want more at hours total covering Harry Potter. That way, we get the most out of it that we can. You know, I, I wonder what the holdup is there because it, it's just like it's natural. Like that's right. the way. All right, Game of Thrones book turned into series you know a bunch of other stuff book yep. turned into series. like it's just like you know the witcher another example like we just know it's gonna be a hit right. like no business person's like oh i don't know if we're gonna make a bunch of money with a harry potter series like no literally that's not a question right. so what's the hold up you know now i it's been years so there's been plenty of time to do it i would say now uh jk rowling not so hot these days right uh, she's man, in a lot of hot water yeah she's a in a lot of people kind of hate her um which is is something you know i don't even know if i have opinions on it because like i think the author has allowed her opinions but when the opinions are kind of weird and bigoty right then it's like oh i don't know but when what things i've read about what she's tried to say is what I get the vibe is that she's just really bad at articulating. Right. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> for an author, um, I think like she has. I, I I wonder if she's just like just she took her fame too seriously and thought she really could just put her opinions out without like taking the time to process right. and understand like or how to make a good art. Yeah, she's and, like Donald Trump on Twitter. Like it's out of control. Oh, okay. Like just saying whatever you want, and then people will just love it. And that's not the case because she used to be like. Uh, Shut nice, up, Donald. A like, nice name, you know, yeah. like when she came out and said that, like, uh, Dumbledore was gay, you know, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, she's fighting for us, you know, like, which is fine because it made sense in the story. It actually did. The way it was written, it makes perfect sense. But then now to come out and, like, kind of backlash on, like, the whole other category of that thing, like, listen, like, lady, just go back to writing wizard books. Like, that, you know, that's, that's the thing is, like, you know, it's not that you don't get to have an opinion once you're famous, but it's almost like you have to understand that you you are now empowered that good or bad, you, right. you can do a lot of, you can go either way, yeah. you know? It's like you have the ability to become a Sith or a Jedi once you're a famous author. And so, like, you know, unless you're willing to to 
do good and not just like selfishly. It's not even just about your opinions. Like, I don't know how much education she was doing on the topic. And I think that's the problem is that this is probably, she's done a lot of good for other topics, but in this one, she didn't seem very knowledgeable about. And, you know, so just be careful when you become famous, you have the ability to do a lot of really good stuff, but probably don't state a public opinion until you've sat down with people and you've like really gotten all sides of the story. And even then, you know, maybe just keep writing. If you're an author, maybe just stick to writing book, you know, like, if you you know it's a big thing to take up a platform and support communities and i'm, oh, I'm yeah. the, the the celebrities who do do it i i am very grateful for but we've seen that it can also like end their careers and right. frankly we don't want to see that either too you know i don't want a celebrity to go down because they said some dumb shit on twitter right. and that's Taking what we're seeing context or whatever you and know? that's what I we're know seeing with JK. when we become rich and famous yeah i'm gonna hunker down and hide and if i ever have to make a public statement like I'm going to be sure that Nate gets it first because sometimes I say things that are completely inappropriate, hilarious, mind you, but completely inappropriate. If I ever wanted to blackmail you, (laughs) the clips are on my phone, on my computer. Um, You need to break that shit immediately. But no, no. Yeah. Real talk, guys. I pretty much I mean, even if Nate does a social media post, he sends me a preview real quick because we're just we're just building him up to me trusting him doing public relations. I work outside with men for a living and like it's a whole different world, actually. Like, not that I don't care about it, but then like when you're put on that like, underneath that scope you know like we're like oh man i need to be conscious about it like wait a second i say a lot of fucked up shit like i need to like take a step back here and like realize what i'm doing you know well and, and that's really all it counts is the awareness right of like being able to acknowledge like hey right. yeah like maybe this like work environment is not exactly like reflecting of the real world right right so like maybe the work environment doesn't change but maybe it's not something that needs to like carry through to all of your right. other life and encounters. i'm trying everybody um, i'm trying you know i find that too with the military like there's like definitely cultures there where i'm like ah, i'm gonna go ahead and leave that here right. and not bring that home or anywhere <laughs> else you know and that just ha- and that's everybody's job at, at some extent right. but you know I, I agree um you stay in a dark place um hidden away from public relations until we need to be on camera and then this is where you shine mate sounds good this Thanks, is man. where you incinerate it's my really no, my stuff. retina um <laughs> patreon just a dollar okay uh so here's another one we, we talked about me not seeing the goonies i have not seen ready player one so go ahead and uh i want you to first before you get <laughs> into a hot rage uh-huh. can you give me a quick premise of the movie and then you can go ahead and tell me why you hate it okay the premise of the movie it's based off of a book which i have read approximately seven times oh wow i love it wow i, I really it. i really do nice. it's like the binding's all fucked up at this point now Aww. but um so it's set not too far into the future and everybody is into uh vr it's called the oasis and everything that you can imagine doing is done through this headset. Now, this, everything, like, everything from like you want to check out an apartment, like you put on the headset, you go into the Oasis, like you talk to so it's a not just entertainment. It's like no, it's practical. Like, right. So, OK. So like uh, like 90 percent of everyone's job is like in the Oasis at this point. Like even if you're like a stripper. That sounds great. Or whatever. Like you're stripping in the Oasis, you know, and it does an OK job. Sean, so far, like I'm that. loving it. Right. And then so um, it turns out that. The guy who built the Oasis, mm-hmm. he's dead. <laughs> Happens. But in his will, he leaves an Easter egg in the game. Because Oasis is technically a game. And he left an Easter egg in there. And if you find the Easter egg, you're the first one to find it, you get complete control of the Oasis. Oh, my goodness. So, naturally, right, everybody is like, let's go find that. Everybody's naturally, in the Oasis. Everybody. And, and nobody can log into the server because it's backed up. And so everybody. Nah, everybody's just, on it anyway. So it's no big deal. It's like, that'd be terrible. It's like loading screen. Like, that's the whole movie. That actually would have been better than the movie if it was just a loading screen. Oh, God. Um but um, the rest of it goes like, so you, you follow this kid named Wade and then he goes and finds the Easter egg and shit. And then they go on this adventure. Uh, IOI are the bad guys, which is supposed to be like Apple, I guess, you know, because mm. let's face it, Apple are the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then and so the book's great. You know, Wade saves the day, blah, 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 gets the eggs, fucking all that shit. And then there's tons of 80s references in it but all like nerd culture references you know mm-hmm. like some mm-hmm. et some back to the future uh okay. was some rush and even. it sounds like a great formula so far where I, where, where does it go wrong you know I, that's enough for me so where okay. where is it what's the, what's the, where what are you calling uh, shenanigans the, the only problem i have with the movie is that the only thing that was the same of the book and the movie was the fucking title Really? Yeah. At one point, Steven Spielberg, I believe, just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going live. We're going to make my movie. I'm going to do whatever I want. 
and it doesn't it, follow like, the book are at you, all. how much are you exaggerating like because that's a big statement to make it uh, really like it really is it called the oasis in the book like yeah it's still called okay. that like all all of the framework is <laughs> okay. there but the main stuff is completely gone okay. like um so he has to go on three quests and find three different keys to help him to get to the point where he unlocks the the egg in the movie or the, the book in the book in the book okay in the movie uh, what does he do? He drives a race backwards. That's not even in the fucking thing. It's not a thing. No. And then the the, the second one is he watches uh, The Shining, which isn't even in the thing. It was supposed to be war that, games. That's not a quest. Like, these aren't quests. These are just... No, it's just like occurrences things. that happened. Yeah. And like, it, it's... I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah. Guys, so... I mean, you can hear the excitement in my voice, but there's actually like pained expressions. And for those of you who aren't on our Patreon, it's only a dollar. Check it out. Um, but for those of you who can't see Dave's face right now, like he's literally like like welling up. It's um, it's tough, you know, because I love the book so much. And Ernest Klein, the author, is awesome. Like his uh, other book, Armada, or is it Andromeda? I think it's Armada. It doesn't fucking matter. It's also good, but I only read that like twice. But Ready Player One was my jams. Like some reason i love the idea like a uh, sword art online of being able yeah. to go into a video game and it's like real life like i want that so bad and megan knows it but she judges me about it all the fucking time no, same thing same thing you know um i i'm waiting for some kind of culture to do i mean i guess maybe sword on art online is a good example i think some will debate yes some will debate mm. no i don't know what your thoughts on that are but yes i want this like that is what we all kind of want is where we put on a helmet and can experience our wildest fantasies right. and we're close we're close but we're also so far away you right. know it's not the same um you know when I, I want to be where i put on that helmet and i imagine like darth vader appears in front of me and he appears right. in front of me and i'm like and now i have two twin lightsabers and i'm fighting him like it needs to be that like yep. instantaneous um so i hope we get there like and even just like a good story of the repercussions of what that deal with because also right like if we think of um, what's that? What's that Disney movie? Wally, where mm-hmm. like you know everybody they're all fat, and they're on fat. Yeah, yeah. Like I would like like I don't want to see a movie where everybody's fat, but like <laughs> I think like a movie where there's real repercussions of living in that life. And they're right. probably I'm sure you know our viewers would be like actually there's a bunch of those that exist. But to me, none that are high budget like right. you know grand fantasy and then still like tackle some some cool shit and some right. serious issues. So. Um, and if we're wrong, go ahead and comment on social media or send us a message. Let us know. Yeah, guys, we, we want your feedback, uh, so badly. So let us know if you disagree with anything or you do agree, I want to hear it. Get on social media and let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation or become Patreon and get on our discord and we'll really lay into you then. That's just $5. That is, that is just $5. We can talk to you. You can have as many fucking Oxford commas as you want on there. Just fucking Mm. go away. Comma, 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 Mm. and comma, 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 and do whatever you want. Do it. I mean, I'll send you pictures of me cringing, but yeah, do it. Do it. All right. We are, we are almost done. We got just a few. Um, oh, that's, that's where I put, okay. The, the last one. And to be honest, I don't know where you're going with the one, this one, but the last topic we have for today is druids in movies. Where are they? I took this directly from his text yep. and put it up to our, our like, movie. where are they? Like, Druid is a class that, if you are familiar with fantasy, everybody knows the Druid. He yeah. is a naturey wizard, and I wrote a small rant about it on our Facebook page. But there's so <laughs> we much... didn't even have videos up yet. His first, I asked him to do a social media post thinking he'd be like talk about us. I'm pissed are. about it, and he like gave us a post about Druid. Sorry, go ahead. Like, there's something about it. Like, I don't know if it's like my Irish heritage. There's something about like communing with nature, and mm. like I can turn into a bear or whatever fucking animal I want. Like, where is that in movies? It's nowhere to be seen. Like, instead, you got fucking Nicolas Cage as a fucking Sorcerer's Apprentice movie. Like, no, like <laughs> that was garbage. You know, like where's the druid? Like, if he was a druid, sure. I would have watched that movie. But no, instead, he's like, oh, I'm a powerful wizard. Like, no, you're fucking not. You're Nicolas Cage. Like, you, last week you were a fucking vampire killer. The week before that, you're hunting for the declaration of independence mm-hmm. and, and you're in a biker gang and that, that's i think this is really turning into hate, hate on nicholas yeah. <laughs> but seriously so the druid if, if you play warcraft or like there's a couple other video games out there if you're so familiar much, with yeah. fantasy like druids are the they're at one with nature like so are, are we at a point in movies where people are like you know what fuck nature like i'm gonna cast fireball on this whole forest then the druid should pop out like i made a joke to megan the other day so some kid was out in the street playing with a stick and i was like oh we can't walk over there babe the fucking druid over there we don't know what he knows you know what level could it be and he's like swinging the stick around it's still got leaves on it and shit 
but a lot of people wouldn't get that joke. They're like, what's a druid? You know? And then like, it's because it's not mainstream, you know? Right. And we see a lot of weird implementations of druids or not even a lot, I would say, but we see a couple, you know, like beast boy technically like right. is a druid. Um, but even then, like he's not, it's like, he just turns into animal. It's, it's druid is a lifestyle, right? It's yes. not just the, the power to turn into animals. It's right. about preserving the environment, nature, and like being able to commune with it. You know, even like, I think kindreds talk with plants sometimes, like yep, stuff yep. like that. So that like, there's a full power to that and we don't see it. We have Aquaman who can talk, talk to, to fish. fish. Yeah. Just like, just a lot of stop. There's this, these like weird tangent, like implementations right. of the druid but like where's the movie about right and especially like we are a society today that cares a lot about the environment thank yeah. goodness because this planet is oh like burning up um but um but, how like, dare you <laughs> how dare you that could be the next druid movie starring greta Thunberg or whatever her name is how dare you do you want to explain that joke? Because that was like an outtake, I think. Oh, was. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made that joke before on one of the outtakes where, like, I just thought that whole... I, like, I understand. Like, we need to worry about global warming and everything like that. Like, The I little girl it. who, like, frowned the, at Trump, basically, yeah, is who he's But to come of. out and say that that was hilarious, you have to admit it was hilarious. Like, if anybody said that to me, I would just start laughing instead of taking them seriously. Like, if we're me and Nate are having a conversation and I did something wrong and he's all of a sudden, how dare you? I'd be like, whoa, man, okay. And try to keep from laughing at his face, even though he looks dead serious. So that's my pitch. Uh, movie producers out there for the next Druid movie have Greta in it and then uh, we're going to burn down this forest and then she appears out of nowhere and she's like how dare you and then a Druid's in it for some reason right no, she is a Druid she is a Druid and then like birds come in and make a cloak around her and shit and like that's her only line in the whole movie because I understand like you know she's not an actress or whatever but how dare you that can even be the name of the fucking movie fucking pitch it you know name of the movie how dare you starring Greta uh, story about a Druid saves the planet yeah, you know, I love it. <laughs> I think uh, you know. I think that's a great place to end. Okay, um, uh, I, what do we got here? Um, be sure to rate our podcast. <laughs> Leave us some reviews if uh, you liked this clip. Go ahead and in the review, you don't even have to write anything nice. Just write, "How dare you!" <laughs> oh man, you know you just you totally got. Okay, me uh, follow us on social media. We have all the socials out there, so feel free to follow us and uh, leave us comments, send us messages. How dare you? Uh, and then uh, subscribe to our Patreon, the basic, just to watch these videos. It's just, it's just a dollar. A dollar. Just a dollar. Listen, if you were half as entertained listening, you're going to be even more. In- like honestly, most of the time that Nate is talking, I'm just trying not to laugh. It's my uh, face. It's really hard, <laughs> and you're gonna love it. Like, check it out. It's just a dollar. How dare it's you? It's just a dollar. It's just a dollar. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. So, we'll wrap this up. We'll see you next time with a new episode of D and D Deathmatch. It will be the Beastmaster versus the Ringmaster. Dun dun dun. <laughs>